The following ShishMed podcast is a production of DrPodcasting.com. This is a special podcast produced on-site at ShishMed Connections 2019 Annual Conference in Nashville as we talked with keynote speakers and session leaders direct from the show floor. We are very happy to have with us Rebecca Stewart, the Senior Director of Content Marketing at Hartford HealthCare, and Nick Deathlison, Video Production Manager at Hartford HealthCare. Both of you, welcome to the ShishMed Podcast. We appreciate it. Sure, glad to be here. So you guys did a great workshop engaging your audience with experts, new ways to deliver content through Facebook Live and podcasting. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So we were really fortunate to have this fabulous workshop working with some other folks that um, we've actually presented with in the past, some folks from Northwestern and MassGen. And what we really delve into is our journey and sort of what we call our evolution, which is also our content revolution. So all of that really ties into this idea that we want to engage our audiences. Nick and I have worked together for a really long time. And what we've done over these past few years was evolve, hence our sort of evolution revolution, going from really old school, old time media relations, Mm -hmm. connecting audiences and media with our experts to realizing that we could create the content ourselves and then evolving even further to make sure that it's actually live broadcasting Mm -hmm. in the moment. Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I just think there's um, a gap right now, especially on the, in the news media side and in broadcast, television and radio, there's just a, a void where they need to fill these spaces and, and we see an opportunity to be there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So this evolution, content evolution revolution, I think a lot of healthcare companies are going from that traditional marketing to more of a digital technology through podcasting, video, Facebook Live, and things like that. So let's talk about Facebook Live. What are some of the best practices to executing successful Facebook Live events? So here, we have a couple of suggestions. So so one of the things that I think really differentiates our brand and really our workflow is having strategic partnerships. And I mean there that we don't rely, sometimes, I don't want to say ever, but we're not just doing Facebook Lives on our own pages. We're actually making sure that we partner with folks who have even more eyes. So we partner with our largest newspaper, Hartford Current. We have created a really pretty remarkable partnership with them because they have those eyes. So when we have the experts, we have the hosts, and then we're putting that on their platform, we are exponentially increasing our audience and our reach. Now, we also do a lot of Facebook Live on our own pages, and I would say our team does an amazing job with that, but we're always trying to see, okay, what can we piggyback on that will bring even more eyeballs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say just say to take a step back from that is that we do produce everything in-house, even our integrations, so um, you have to be prepared at, to the professional level to be on those outlets, so if you're working with a broadcast, news outlet, radio or TV, or with a uh, newspaper organization, you have to produce something that's at par or better than they're producing in-house. Without a doubt. For them to give you that leeway. So right. on the technical side, um, you have to deliver. So um, okay. audio, audio is very important. So if you're kind of right. coming back to the basics, yeah. um, audio is something that's frequently taken for granted on like a Facebook mm-hmm. live. Um, and then, ironically enough, 
I think that for successful Facebook Live, the picture comes second because people will flip and watch just about anything, but they won't listen unless the audio is, is spot on and what they're expecting to right. hear at least radio quality. Yeah, Rebecca? It's sort of interesting as he's talking about that, when he, what you may not know is that Nick, because of Nick, our team was actually selected to be a beta tester for LinkedIn Live. Nick, way to rock it. Yeah. <laughs> way to Nick's rock killing it here. He's killing He's it. He's killing it. But we love this guy. <laughs> but what's fascinating about that is here we have this high opinion of ourselves, and with our first LinkedIn Live, our audio wasn't up to par. And that's we, what Nick was learning. talking about. Yeah. Right? So we did have an audio issue. And so the, the good thing is that it is in, it is in beta testing. Um, I like to say there's like an, the Oprah from Chicago, so... Um, you know Oprah. She has mm -hmm. a quote about oh, yeah. about luck, which is uh, preparation and opportunity meeting each other. Yeah, absolutely. So we did. We got very lucky to be on Facebook, uh, to be on LinkedIn Live, and um, we, you know, we're, we're we were we're really poised to deliver. So um, the thing is, when you're a beta testing, that Fair you're glitches. really yeah, you're really get working out the bugs for the for the folks. Right. So. Um, LinkedIn Live has made it a little bit more difficult than the other social media sites to go live on their platform. In fact, you have to you you must use a third-party streaming application or server to connect to their system. Right. Okay, which is completely different than everybody right. else. Right. Um, but then that causes like a little bit of a chain of. Uh, Issues that can happen, a little bit of breakdown because you're not going directly to their but sure. I have confidence. channel. He's going to figure it out. We all have out. confidence in Nick. <laughs> right, we have right. confidence He's in Nick. He's going to figure it out. So it sounds like what you're saying, though, as far as audio goes, is you've really got to make sure your audio is as good as it can be. You really got to elevate your brand through really good audio. Yeah, audio on the web now um, is, to me, I mean, I'm a video guy, and as much as I think video is number one, Audio's audio is bigger right. now because you, you have to hear the, the you have to hear what people are saying right. to understand the yeah. content and you can True. watch a video with no audio but until you hit the audio and you listen to it then you're not getting the full message right. so um, right. the visual sometimes can be mediocre if the audio is really good mm -hmm. it doesn't really work the other way around you can't have mediocre audio it, it people won't stand for it. Right. But they'll stand for a mediocre video. Well, and that's true. We all shoot video with our right. cell phones and it's bad and it's low light and it's crummy. Sure. And so, but yeah, you're right about yeah. that. No, like, I don't want to say bad, though, because if you're shooting something and it's real and it's authentic, then true. it makes it great. It doesn't Absolutely. have to be yeah. high well, production. But good, good point on but that. But that's true. But that goes to the same vein that, you know, it's the, the cat, you know, hung on the ceiling fan and is watched <laughs> 10 million times, but it's not good video quality. Right. Quality, but so, it's great video. It's right, great it's a, video. it happens to be who great video. Who doesn't like the cat videos? <laughs> so Rebecca, you yes, had a great point. You were partnering with other organizations to grow your reach. So Facebook Live, how did somebody start that? So we actually started, and we're fortunate to have a studio, um, but because our team has this background in live production, we all worked in news, we all did live shots on a regular basis, so we know, and we know the sense, we know how to be comfortable to ask the right questions to make sure that we're getting folks involved. How to engage your audience. Mm -hmm. I think that's critically important right. to make sure that you're, po it's very different to sit in a studio and talk to a physician versus to have the live interaction with the physician and right. say, all right, Susie Q just wrote in and she's very curious about this procedure. How would she go about, what is the first step? What does she have to know next? Right. So I think that you do need the right personalities 
to make sure that they can engage the physicians and the doctor. It doesn't have to be necessarily a television personality, but it has to be somebody, perhaps with radio background, who understands right. that give and take and the volley sure. in discussion. Right. I think that technically you need a Nick because you need somebody. Everybody needs a Nick. <laughs> Can we just say that right here and now? Everybody needs a Nick. So how long should a Facebook Live be? What do you think? You know, he has this different perspective. Sometimes we say it really depends on the venue and what's going on. I think if you're showing a live event and the event is over, it can be super brief. If mm -hmm. you're actually engaging folks to get to know a physician or a medical expert, I think it can go as long as the questions keep coming in. Okay. I think those are differences. Sure. I think that when you're, you know, we had a Facebook Live the other day that was a grand opening. So we show things around. We do. Those are shorter. They're five minutes. Mm -hmm. It's a quick little walk and talk of you. We want right. to show it. It's not as engaging. But when you have the physician there saying, hey, this is what a treatment's going to take. This is what, the, and you're getting questions. Right. Then, um, and then that's gold. Because even if there are two people watching, let's say it's only two people, but they're engaging asking the right questions, what if those two become patients? Sure. Then you keep going until they're done. Right. As long as it's compelling. As long as it's compelling. You're going to keep right. going. So how many times a week should somebody do a Facebook Live once a week, once a month? We what do, do it think? at least once a week. Well, we have a we we have a standard of once a week right now. Um, it, in house. Uh, so what, let me explain that. What you guys are talking about kind of straddles the, the difference between um, a studio Facebook Live and then like an in the field. Facebook Live. Right. So in the field could be done with a phone. It could be a ribbon cutting. And if something's happening people watch. and it's, vi it's, it's visual right and it's moving, people are going to want to watch okay. it. Sure. In the studio setting, I feel like you can go as long as you want, as long as it's it's still compelling. And you're going to look at the count. If, you see um, it. Right. Yeah. We yeah. follow the numbers and you, you might not get huge numbers during the live broadcast, but even if they're trickling in, once they start to ebb off and the plateaus and they start dropping down, then you know well, it's now, you're, now you're losing people, you could wrap it up. And then when that lives in, it's a good indicator that in the recorded world, when you post that to the web and you're going to get mm -hmm. the glut of the views over like the next two weeks, um, that's when people are going to leave it anyway. So it's a really good like test, in, a live test in the moment to say, this is where it hit the plateau. We can back off of it right now. Right. It's really good instant feedback. Mm -hmm which you don't necessarily have if you don't do it live. If you have right. a doctor in the seat and it's just you and the doc, you might go for half an hour, but he might have bored everybody to death in the first five minutes. Right. And what's the point going on 25 more minutes? It doesn't make sense, right? Right. Okay, so let's turn to podcasting. Sure. You guys also talked about podcasting in your workshop. Give me your basic overview of launching and starting a podcast. What should we know? Well, so our podcast was a little bit different in that it initially started as a radio broadcast, again with a partner. So again, for us, our strategy is a little bit different. Even though we are developing the content, we're doing it in partnership because, so one of the things that I say at every single presentation I've probably ever done is, if content is king, distribution is queen. We actually go to our distribution before we go to the content development. I'm so, stealing that, by the way. <laughs> a lot of people do. <laughs> I'll give you credit. Though. If content is king, distribution is queen. So if you haven't gotten yourselves a nailed down distribution platform, 
you could actually make the best videos, the best podcasts in the world. But if you're not delivering them to your audience, then they're just sort of living in a black hole and nobody mm -hmm. will see them. True. So for us, for the podcasting, kind of came second. We did a radio show in partnership with a local radio station. This was, the goal here wasn't necessarily the, um, the patient engagement. This was a thought leadership play. This was to get my CEO out there mm -hmm. to get him visibility so he would be a, pod, a, a thought leader. Um, those then were turned into podcasts after the, the fact. They became a library and, um, and they were downloaded like 900 times a month. Wow. So they were successful, Six, but yeah. it, it was the distribution. That initial distribution came first and then came the podcasting. Right. Content is king. Distribution is queen. That's my pearl. Okay, everybody tweet that out and make sure you give Rebecca Stewart credit to that. Okay, I'm going to ask you both the same question as we wrap up. Okay, so your workshop, engaging your audience with experts, new ways to deliver content through Facebook Live and podcasting. What's the most important thing we should know about either of these, Facebook Live or podcasting? When someone listening to this gets back to their healthcare organization, what's most important to do first or think about first? I would say you're not too small. Anyone can do it. Anyone can create amazing content. Because if you think about the distribution, as Nick was saying earlier, you don't necessarily have the need to have the highest quality videos in the world. You can engage people in real time with very simple tools that are out there right now. You can have a studio on a dime. You can make it happen. You can engage your audiences and bring in patients in very real ways. And you can think it through and you can do it. Yeah, I think that's a really good message because someone thinking, well, I'm not Northwestern medicine. You don't have to be. Right. Good thought. And yeah. Nick, your thoughts on that? I, I guess it's just in a similar vein. It's just that you just got to get out there and start doing it. Once you do a few on your phone and you realize that the picture and the audio isn't what you're expecting, then dial it back and go to YouTube and figure out how to, how to do it right. I mean, the tw with the phone and a couple add-ons, you're already 90, 95% of the way there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're lucky just because we have the buy-in to, to build these studios out so that way we can build consistency. And I think everybody can get there. But you can't get there unless you, you, you really do have to start doing it. And you, and you have to hit the wall a couple times and fail with the audio and fail with the picture and get that feedback from the folks and not be afraid to, 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 do, to have that failure once or twice. And I'm not saying that you should constantly put junky audio up on your brand's website because sure. you shouldn't. But you should, you should prove that you can get it done and then get the buy-in to do it better. Um, yeah, I think that's really good. I think you know, both of your messages dovetail. You're mm -hmm. not too small, right, yeah. to do this. And then just get started, as Nick said. Start doing it, get the feedback, get the buy-in, and learn and just make it better as you go. Absolutely. And if there's one other thing that we learned in this ShishMed podcast, everybody needs a Nick. <laughs> I like it. All right, thank Rebecca you. Stewart thank and Nick so Deathlison, thank you for your time. Thank, thank you. you. And if you are unable to attend ShishMed Connections 2019, you can access the session recordings by purchasing the virtual conference. Just visit shishmed.org slash virtual conference. And please join us at next year's conference, September 13th through the 16th, 2020, at the Hyatt Regency in beautiful Chicago, Illinois. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels. And to access our full podcast library for other topics of interest to you, visit shishmed.org slash podcasts. This is the ShishMed Podcast Rapid Insights for healthcare strategy professionals in planning, business development, marketing, communications, 
and public relations. I'm Bill Klaproth. As always, thanks for listening.